So Rachel, you are here from Foresee Your Future and we had a chat on the phone, as I do with everybody before the podcast, have a chat about what what your organisation does, and I can already tell I could basically just stop talking now and you can take over for the rest <laughs> of the podcast. But tell us in a nutshell first before we get into it, what Foresee Your Future is. That That's the challenge is trying to get it into a nutshell. So... Um, for Sheer Future is a social enterprise, obviously, and we are industry or employer led. Um, and really what we're trying to do is, is develop enhanced career support for young people, um, particularly at key decision making points in their journeys. So, you know, we discovered over, and we all know this, over the past eight to 10 years, there are significant skill shortages and um, there are bottlenecks in skills pipelines. Um, young people are becoming more and more overwhelmed and confused by the range of choice out there, um, the skills sectors, the, the careers, the, even the sectors themselves are continuing to evolve with new jobs, continuing to emerge. So it's a real challenge for schools and teachers to try and keep young people up to speed with what's going on, keep up to speed themselves. Um, and we're trying to sort of bridge that gap where there's direct contact and, and support from employers to young people. Um, so it, our first thing that we did was an event called For See Your Future Live. And it's very fast paced, high tempo, there's a DJ, um, and we've gamified careers. So we do 10 for this year, um, work-based games like little mini work experiences and um, little skills challenges that are developed by employers um, and it's kind of I liken it to the crystal maze of careers uh, for year nine people, um, year nine pupils before they make their GCSE choices um, but along with that we're also building uh, Northern Ireland's first employer-led careers portal so that when they finish the event they get a, a positive feedback profile about their own attributes and their own strengths and then they can go on the portal and explore further information. Um, that's why it's difficult to do it in a nutshell because it's quite substantial. It's a lot to it. It's yeah. a lot but at the same time and that's not that's not it either you know we intend um, as we scale to um, develop further interventions at other key decision making points but we, we had to start somewhere and we thought we'll go earlier rather than later and we'll start with year nine. Yes, yeah, so I think um, from, from our conversation on the phone, we both kind of had agreed that careers in schools, they struggle. I think generally, I mean, I'm 45, so whenever I was doing careers, so 30 years ago, it was, it was based on my uncle is a pharmacist, I want to be a pharmacist. That was it. It was just what you could see. And at no point did anybody say to me, what do you enjoy doing? Mm. What, what do you think your talents are? What do you, do you know, it was just based on what was going to make money or what was going to what was going to sound good, basically. That was it. Yeah, I mean, there's a few things there. So some some schools admit themselves that they can really struggle. Obviously, um, careers historically has been underfunded and under-resourced, you know, from, from the sort of highest levels of government and policy. Um, and it hasn't always been the main focus. Careers teachers themselves mostly are um, subject teachers and careers as a, as a bolt-on, it's a secondary um, responsibility that they have so it's definitely been a challenge for for the teachers to um, stay on top of the information you know even if you get um, local employers to come in and give talks there's only so many but even as you said earlier it, the, the range of careers available is changing every minute yeah so much you know obviously in the past sort of five to ten years alone the digitization you know the software IT companies Python engineers scrum masters uh, that's not even going into sort of hydrogen and clean tech in the engineering sector. Um, there's been so much podcasts, podcast producers, how long ago was that? A, a yeah, job content creators, yeah. So to try and stay on top of that, and you're right too in the sense that 
you know, a lot of people sort of sometimes forget that the, the macro environment has changed so much where 20, maybe 20 years ago, the emphasis really was on get a qualification that will lead to a secure job and security was a massive, massive factor. And we're in a different environment now where there's so much choice, you know, there's global remote working um, people are becoming influencers. There's so much self-employment and, and there's so many skill sets there. So we're in a massive skill shortage and it's only likely to get worse. Uh, we're in a labor shortage. So, you know, that position of, of um, scarcity mindset of get the right qualification to get the job and stay in it for 40 years has really, really changed. Gosh, remember they used to talk about a, a job for job life. for life. And used to think in school, oh, that sounds great, the job for life. Now the thought of that scares the life out of me. Yeah, and it's that. just not. And people try and blame the millennials or, or the Gen Zs. Um, and, and we're actually seeing it starting to infiltrate more. It's cross-generational. Um, I think the current statistics are that the average person will have um, in the region of 12 jobs in their lifetime across three different industry sectors. So it's also, there's, it's you know, it's a systematic massive issue and it's an, it's educating employers as well i do see jobs asking for you know 10 years retail experience or 10 years in a certain sector um and really it's it's becoming cross-sectoral the skills that employers are looking for the the qualities problem solving creativity resilience communication that's needed in every sector um so it's it's less about niching down and thinking that that you need a specific qualification or a specific attribute to do well in a certain career Okay, so uh, let's talk about Foresee Your Future Live then, because you guys, um, you ran that event, when did you say? We did a pilot in 2019. So Foresee Your Future was established in March 2019, and by June we had run a pilot for um, 1,200 year nine pupils um, with 30 employers supporting it, 120 volunteers. So it was a massive big event. Um, and it went it went very, very well. I think people struggled to believe we could put 600 kids, 600 13 year olds in a room um, and keep them off their phones for the day and actually we had to go around and take pictures ourselves because the kids were so engrossed in the games you know what happens with young people um, you drop into a scenario into a game and you've got 20 minutes to get to the objective very quickly you, your attention's you know grabbed for that um, and we came back together it's a volunteer led organisation as well I started as a volunteer um, and we started planning for 2020 and we had about six councils um, keen to get involved to host an event in, in six different council areas. Um, obviously a key factor with a lot of the career support here is that it's Belfast centric and we wanted to do a lot of different things to change that where mm -hmm. um, you know it isn't it isn't just Belfast centric and the events themselves are for whole year nine groups. So it's not about schools picking the most academic or the most well behaved or you know young people to attend. It's about capturing everyone. Um, so we started doing that and then COVID obviously hit. So 2020 and 2021 went on went on hold. And then when we reconvened um, as a steering team last year to start looking at 2022, the landscape had, had moved on so much that um, every council area was, was interested in hosting an event. And ultimately we've got 10 councils um, hosting us now for this year, um, but we are running one event in every council area, so 11 events this year for seven and a half thousand. Wow. Year nine. So do you take like a, a big sports hall or like... Yeah, the, needs okay. to be a big venue. The For Sheer Future live concept is that idea of For Sheer Future on tour. And it is that idea of like arena. Um, so a lot of the venues will be substantial leisure centres or, you know, with, with big halls that we can take over um, because it is a big, big space. Um, and for this year, as an at-scale pilot, you know, we, we did a proof of concept in 2019 to show that this type of, of initiative works. 
Um, and now what we want to do is show that it works at scale. But our vision, and hopefully we can get there, is that um, we will run for Sheer Future Live for every year nine people in Northern Ireland, every year, so about 25,000 kids a year. Um, we'll have this kickoff event um, and then get access to the portal. So as we continue, you know, we'll, we'll be able to reach the entire population with with an enhanced careers initiative. So at the end of the their, their their day, they go home and they're able to kind of reflect back on what what will they have learned, what, what their what their skills are, what their yeah, a few different things. So in some ways, um, the events themselves, it's kind of like osmosis. You've got 30, 50 employers from all different sectors. So we don't push a particular sector, we don't push a particular um, agenda. As such, you know, all the sectors are struggling with skills and staff. So it's not for us about saying, oh, you absolutely should go and become. XYZ, it's what are you interested in, what are you passionate about, um, what are your natural attributes, because we all have them, um, that we've already developed. Um, so at the end of the events, they should have had a really good day of fun, first of all, it'll you know engage them and make them think that this career stuff isn't boring and they don't want to roll their eyes every time they hear about it. Um, they should be seeing, you know, our games are facilitated by apprentices, um, young graduates, young managers from employers, so they'll see the types of clothes you wear in different jobs. They'll see different types of people with different accents and different, you know, maybe some with beards and tattoos and there might be some girls, female engineers. So it's that concept of you can't be what you can't see and it's it's exposing them to that idea of all the different types of companies and jobs in, in Northern Ireland. Um, and they should have done activities and games. There's something for everyone. So whether it's their peers saying, you know, oh, I didn't know you were good at that. I didn't know oh, you were class at that game. So they're starting to see things where they think, a lot of young people use the phrase, I'm not very good at anything. Or when you ask them what they want to be, oh, I don't, I don't know, there's a shoulder shrug. And really from this, it's them starting to see here, I didn't know that I had manual dexterity skills or I didn't know that I was good at coding. Um, so it's helping them see those things early. Um, and then when they get access to the careers portal, there's linkages there to, as we call them, our career heroes who are our volunteers at the events so that they can find out more about those people's journeys and hopefully find someone who is relatable for them. Amazing. So where are you now at the minute with the development of the portal? Is it ready to go yet or is it? <laughs> it's in progress. It's in progress yeah. as we speak um, and we're about to go through a testing phase. So the live events, obviously the venues are all booked. Um, we have our, our member companies and we're always welcoming um, new members. We're a, a very collaborative organization and intend to grow that you know that supporter base um so we're in the final planning stages of the games and uh we will be commencing school outreach so the way that we operate it's not like an open call um registration process we engage directly with schools so we will be doing that from um, midterm break so end of february um start that outreach period and um yeah start to get the schools and the young people registered for either the live event or the portal. So because obviously it's restricted spaces this year, um, we do operate like a first come first serve policy with a quality of opportunity criteria in there so that we can get a good and a fair mm -hmm. mix. Um, but anyone, any school that isn't able to attend a live event this year because of capacity um, still gets access to the careers portal and those young people still benefit from the careers portal. So lots and lots to do between now lots and June. To do. So as a result of this, you know, um, what kind of people would you like to connect with who, who are listening to the podcast? 
Um, it's a really good question. It, it's very broad. We do tend to get anyone we speak to, um, you know, venue staff that we've gone out to speak to when they find out what we're doing. Um, we always get one of two stories. Someone tells us about their experience with careers or someone who was influential or inspirational that guided them or not, as the case may be. Or we hear about people's children and the current experience they're going through. And the common thread is that it really hasn't changed in, you know, 30 or 40 years plus. Mm. Um, the stories are very similar. So, um, you know, whether it's a potential organisation that wants to collaborate, believes in what we're doing, wants to sign up as a member. We have had individual parents reach out to us, which is fantastic. It's not what we're geared up to do right now, but the fact that the appetite and the interest and the support is there speaks volumes. Um, obviously, we will be going out to schools directly, but we welcome you know, contact and outreach on behalf of the school in the first instance. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, um, we're open to have any and all conversations, really. And with employers. A hundred percent. You know, that's the member companies that we that we refer to. So whether it's whether it's a company that wants to come in and, and help us provide something benefit and kind, because as a social enterprise, obviously, and social value, a lot of what we do isn't necessarily financial. It can be benefit and kind as well. So um, what kind of thing could they offer? Uh, well, we have a, we have a range of things, that, different things. We have um, the setup itself of the games of the venue space has partition walls and there's a partition wall contract as such to set those like up. Like shell schemes? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, obviously to sort of separate the, the space into those zones. Um, and we have, you know, graphics. We have real need for sort of graphic design and um, some support in what we're doing that way. Um, one of the games, Game Resources, so one of the games is called Chop Chop and it is a food manufacturing type game um, which really seeks to focus on your manual dexterity skills and your um, sort of completing or following procedures to a spec. Um, so we, for the 2019 event, handmade biodegradable Play-Doh pork loins. What? Yeah, it's what it sounds like. Uh, so two days before the event, the day before the event, we had our member company volunteers with mixing bowls, hand-making, it was a great arm workout, um, <laughs> biodegradable, because we have to be sustainable, biodegradable homemade Play-Doh pork loins with food colourant, so that we created essentially like a pork chop, and the kids then got their their um, hairnets and their aprons and their gloves and their plastic knives and they got this, the brief and they had to cut t against the clock the pork chop to meet a client's back, you know, getting the fat off but keeping the meat. Um, we did have a few uh, vegetarian and vegan young people and we had to promise them that it was Play-Doh. <laughs> oh, so they enough. did, yeah. you know, but it's interesting the things that you see that way. So they had to do the challenge. Um, so obviously for this year, that year was 1,200 pork chops. Uh, right, okay. Which That's, was a lot. Yeah. This year, seven and a half thousand pork chops. So obviously okay. there's a need to have a, a mass-produced, you know, support on yeah. doing that commercially. Um, so yeah, there's so many different ways. There's so many different ways. And as as a collective that's essentially trying to make change, you know, we're, we're essentially a grassroots organization. There's never a conversation of how you don't get involved or turning anyone away. It's, it's always how can we bring you in. Um, you know, we've got supply chains collaborating, we've competitors collaborating because that's the ethos of, of how we're going to try and make step change. It's not, um, it's not, oh no, thank you. We don't need it's how can we, how yeah. can we work together? I mean, in. that was the most random thing that you it's could <laughs> ever said. We need people to, we need people to help commercially us, support make us make biodegradable pork. Yeah. Lines. So I guess if you're any kind of company or employer who wants to get involved, you could just go hi, and you never know where this could take you. Absolutely. You never know who Absolutely. you might be. We have training organizations, <laughs> we have printers, we have engineering companies, we have public sector. 
Um, you know, we, we do want to represent every sector, which is really important. Um, we also obviously promote the third sector, which isn't normally done as a careers mm -hmm. route. Um, media and broadcasting, you know, there's always routes for, for all sorts of support. So it is just, let's have a conversation. Yeah, so if you're passionate about trying to sort of help young people sort of get a grasp on on the, the, the very complicated careers market, but just even as you say, just getting to grips with what you enjoy and what, but also resilience and... Yeah. We're tying it so much more into like what I jokingly refer to as adulting. So, you know, we did focus groups with 17, 18 year olds and they had feedback like one of the best lines for me was, you know, I go to school and um, I do my studying and get my qualifications and it teaches me how to get the qualifications to get a job. But sometimes I don't feel like I'm taught how to live a life. And we were asked by young people for more on mental health, um, finance, what are interest rates, what are pensions. If I have two jobs, one guy did say if I have two um, jobs and, and both are offering me, how do I work out which one's the better one for me? How do I make smart decisions? So, you know, 20 years ago, get the qualifications, get the job, follow a linear path. And now it's so much more diverse that it's actually kind of um, making, making key decisions for you is, is what's how you fit with an organization and and how that balances um so there's so much more around that and part of what we're offering through the the careers portal is is broadening that definition of careers to include more things that aren't just skills qualifications job but also you're addressing the way that young people want to receive the information the way they take in information obviously yeah, very I, short I, I, hope, I hope so um yes so I mean, that, that's a huge challenge in itself. And obviously we are a, a one employee organization right now with a, a massive volunteer um, and backup support that we, that we leverage, but it is a challenge. Um, you know, young people, all of us are on Instagram and TikTok and consuming content and reels. Um, the traditional leaflets, brochures, you know, careers fair type materials, um, even dense written material. Um, it works for some people. I'm a reader. I'm a deep information kind of person. So I'll enjoy that. But lots of people don't. And I think sometimes it's trying to make sure you're communicating the information, first of all, that they want to hear and where they are. Um, a lot of the feedback from young people was, um, you know, they're so used to being able to find exactly what they're looking for that when you broad stroke um, information, some of them said, you know, someone will come in to give a talk, but it's about something that half the room aren't interested in, but they have to sit and listen to it anyway. So you can't customize and make bespoke that information. So what we're trying to do through the portal is have where someone wants to deep dive, they can, but where they just want a high level, they can just have touch points that they, they amazing as well. Amazing. I hope. I don't want it to uh, over um, promise on what the careers portal is going to be, but fingers crossed I can I can deliver. Well, on I it. think you're going at the right direction with you know the right sort of mindset of um, looking at how they want to receive the information as well as what they need. So you're saying like choosing between two jobs or pensions. I need to have a chat with you about that stuff too. <laughs> well, Rachel, thank you so much. Where can people find you then if they'd like to get involved? Um, so for sheyourfuture.com um, is the website and we're on all social, all main social media platforms, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, the only interesting um, thing with our name, obviously at the time we decided to make it and, and thought we were being quite cool, which kids have told us to stop doing, um, <laughs> is the number four and the letter C and then you are feature. Um, but yeah, that's that's the only so challenge. Four C, you are. Four Four C, your future. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yay.
هذاك 